Welcome to Beyond the Game, Wealth Mastery for Athletes. I'm your host, Chris Benson, joined by nine-year NFL vet, Alec Ogletree. Beyond the Game is a podcast where we will provide a playbook for financial growth, both on and off the field. Join us each week as we have an in-depth conversation with other professional athletes who've mastered the art of wealth creation. They're going to share their triumphs, setbacks, and maybe some lessons learned so you don't make the same mistakes. Join us. We think you're going to enjoy it. Alec Ogletree and I spoke with Tyrell Adams, better known as T.A. today. Great conversation. He says it's the GOAT, greatest episode of all time. It's only episode two. We talked about three things I think that that were important. One, T.A. is a grinder. The man was on 14 teams in eight years. That He was not a first-round draft pick like Alec, who was spoiled. And This man worked for everything, still working for it. Grinder, learn how he did that too. The relationships he built that got him into real estate investing. We touched on that and what is creating that passive income for him today. And then three, how he gives back. He's got an incredible foundation where he's impacting the youth in his community. So check out each one of those things today. I think you guys are going to love the episode with Tyrell Adams. All right, everybody. Welcome to Beyond the Game. Got my good friend here, T.A. Throw it out. With my co-host here, Chris. Hopefully we get a chance to... You, you guys know, set the bar high. First guest, really in high. The, Listen, man. first guest in the couch. You Come know, on, make it happen. Come on now. So, you know, right off the bat, I guess, tell, talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, like I said, Terrell Adams, that's your full name, right? You played seven years in the NFL, one year XFL, right? Yep. Um, total eight years playing professional, right? Um, went to West Georgia, all that stuff. I heard you was a man down there. You know, man, listen. <laughs> he was a man down All there. American. All American. Hey, he the man out, down bro. there. He Figure the man out, down bro. there. But, okay, you end up coming out uh, for the draft. You don't get drafted, but you end up uh, getting signed to, who did you sign to first? Seattle. Seattle first, yeah. right? And so. Wait, just, tell a story of that, though. You yeah. didn't get signed to Seattle. Mm, just tell, yeah. That's tell tell people, for people like me who don't understand what tryout means. Man, I love telling stories. So, listen, I'm going to just do the intro. Go Tyrell ahead. Adams, man. Everybody call me TA. Man, Alex, man. Ali, bro, I follow Alec, and and he was a fucking Georgia legend at the time. <laughs> Stop lying, now, swear yeah. to God, swear, <laughs> swear, bro. I'm talking about like I'm trying to have these like crazy games. We see the Friday night highlights, and they're like, "Hello, tree, forty five touchdowns, eighty tackles, one guy." I'm like, what the hell? Going crazy <laughs> in high school? Yeah, it's in high school. It was crazy. But all to say, man, born and raised in Atlanta. Um, went to Mays High School, played ball there. Wound up going to West Georgia on a partial scholarship. D2. D2 school. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you have I, shots at 1AA? I had, I had one 1AA school okay. recruit me. And this is how I kind of knew the game had a lot of more intricate parts than I thought mm-hmm. about it. Because for me, football wasn't like a big like thing for me at the time mm-hmm. until I got a little bit older. I didn't realize you could go to college football, get a scholarship, like all this like mm-hmm. little stuff with it. Like, was it in your family? Did you have no? It wasn't. So, I, man, I learned. I learned to play football, bro. I got five brothers. Nobody was in sports at the time. Hmm. My my neighbor, he would always leave uh, for football practice. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But all right, whatever. They leave. Then one day, his dad was like, "Hey, you want to come to football practice?" I was like, "All right, I'll go." Mm-hmm. And I remember, I'll tell you, this, this is no joke. Our first day getting there, our first drill, we are running full speed to tackle these dummies. <laughs> I tackled that dummy so fast. I feel in love. I get up a little woozy. I'm like, ooh, I like that feeling. It was it was set from there, and I just started playing from there, and then that was like incredible. Eight years old, and then started. Funny though, how your life is like so directed by a thing. 
Like yours is your neighbor. Yeah. Like if you didn't live next mm-hmm. to that guy, exactly. Maybe you don't play football and your whole career goes whole, in a different path. Whole I, I've never thought about it like that. It's crazy because his dad. Only reason, we went, only reason we went was because his dad was the coach. Mm-hmm. And he would leave every day. And I was like, it was like, you want to come with us? You always outside playing with him. We're the same age. He's like, yeah, I go. And we it's just crazy. moved over there. So it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But all right, sorry. Are you good? So, like I said, go to West Georgia. Um, have one D one double offer. Go to West Georgia. Um, I'm a safety. I'm a physical safety. I'm all right in space, but... Brian Dawkins kind of thing? What are we... <sighs> I wouldn't even go that far because Brian Dawkins could, could, like, cover at the same time. <laughs> I was at safety, and I remember this guy ran around on me from... Um, he was from down in... Um, what's the area called? Griffin, Georgia. Mm. guy named uh, Daenerys Applin. We both were um, freshmen. And he opened up in the middle of the field. I said, I can't play safety no more. <laughs> <laughs> he was so fast and open field. I was like, bro, no, this is not how fast they were at high school. I swear to God, it wasn't. So, a whole different game. What? This is a whole different game. <laughs> but needless to say, I still thought I could play it. And when we the linebacker, I thought it was the worst decision ever. I'm like 195 pounds, 200 pounds at the time. They moved the linebacker. I promise you, I'm probably the, I was the most nervous linebacker in the world. I remember watching myself my first game. I was in my stance like I was a DB still. Because mm. I was so nervous to play linebacker, bro. I was like, bro, I can't play down with these big ass boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need some speed behind me. Mm-hmm. And I was in my stands, like, so awkward, bro. They were dying laughing at film the next day. And coach was like, Tia, what's wrong with you? Um, you look nervous as hell. Yeah. <laughs> nah, coach, I wasn't nervous. It's just, I, I ain't know what I was going to do. <laughs> I was trying to get ready. <laughs> you figured it out. I was figuring it out, though, man. I, I, promise you, but I promise you, man, I probably was the worst linebacker in the world. Man, we kind of got something. I feel like that, bro. I feel like the worst linebacker in the country. Yeah. I remember telling myself that, bro. You look fucking terrible. I, 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 we kind of got something similar, same story. I came out as a safety and got moved to linebacker when I went to college. Yeah, like you, as you know, like I was playing safety. How does that work? So the, 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 the like defensive back coaches say like this ain't gonna work for you, but we think you're athletic enough. No, strong they enough, look fast at the, enough. They, they, they throw a lot of things at you. They say your frame, you got the good size. Yeah, I things, feel like you be, you're really physical. I think you'll work at linebacker. Me, I'm like I ain't as big as these dudes out here. Yeah. Boy, it's like 225, yeah. 230. I'm, they hit linemen. I'm 200, but hit linemen. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I got to get some speed behind yeah. me before I knock somebody out. Yeah. <laughs> Just going on point on point contact. For like, sure, man, for that sure. can't be me, man. For so sure. I, I had a lot of pride, though. So after that first year, like watching it and like being a backup guy and like watching myself, I was like, bro, I can't keep doing this. Mm. So I worked. I worked. So that was the motivation. Yeah, that, was, was, that, that was all I needed. Yeah. To watch myself look that bad on film. So, so go ahead. So talk about like when. You got you you signed your undrafted free agent. Yeah. To who you say again first? Seattle. Seattle, right? Yep. Like what was talk about kind of that experience and just kind of, you know, what they were offering you at the time and offering. just kind of what they were like, offering. Like what like what 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 made you go they, Seattle call you like, okay, hey, Terrell, you know, this is blah 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 from Seattle. I want you to come up to uh to Seattle and, and be on our be on our team. Come uh we're going to sign you as an undrafted. It's not what the conversation was. What like. was it? How was completely opposite. So talk to me. Talk so, no, nah, hell no. Nah. So, you got to let them know. Your story is, they call your name on TV. First okay. round. Okay. All right, there's, seven, there's seven rounds. <laughs> seven rounds, all right? Yeah. Oh. There's seven rounds. Yeah. Y'all get y'all picks. And after that, they got priority free agents. Guys okay. they want. They just weren't that high up on the boards. Okay. They called them. A couple teams called them. So, those guys get like a little leeway to get, choose the team where they go to. These are priority? Priority free agents. Priority them free priority agents. Them priority free agents. Okay. Them PFAs. Okay. <laughs> so those guys, they get signed. They choose what team they want to sign to. They offer them a little signing bonus. You know, most guys, I think the most I heard was like 
maybe like 60K. Mm -hmm. But they go from like five to 60K. So okay. you guys get like $500. Okay. Um, <laughs> but. Come play football. That's priority for yeah. I want one of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this guy's after that. Okay. <laughs> so you got drafted. Party free agent agents. drafted. Okay. And tryout. Okay. <laughs> so tryout is the privilege. Are you trying your teeth kicked? Are you tryout, in a tryout? Tryout. I'm with the tryout. Okay, you with the tryout. How did how did Bumstead, how you know to come try out? Like what? So that so you had an agent at the time? Yeah, I had an agent. Okay. That was hard to get. That's another story. Okay. But so they called me after the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle, literally the only team I was getting like real traction from. Mm -hmm. They called me, the scout had been like coming to the games. Mm -hmm. He was coming for another guy. Mm -hmm. So luckily we had a guy on the team that was they they signed a part of free agent. Okay. They gave him a little contract, gave him a contract out the day, out the gate, after the draft. And they was they had came come and seen the games. And mm -hmm. every time they come to a game, I do pretty well. Mm -hmm. And the scout tried to kind of build their relationship with okay. me. I wound up doing pretty doing all right. He was like, Hey, you want to bring you out for tryouts? Uh, the for scout the, guy. For rookie mini camp, yeah. That's who calling yeah. you, right? See, people don't know that. People think it's yeah. like. Yeah, nah, ain't no big guy calling you. It's like the big uh -huh. top, nah, the top. I'm like, I'm like, they got his, the scout, they're so, scouting you. So the scouts got their area, <laughs> they and they got, got their players they like. Yeah. So you got they they fight for me and all yeah. this. Yeah. I'm like, man, I got to get my guy. I think he could be a good guy. He's going to be good. Right? Man, I'm telling you, man, I never forget him, man. I really appreciate that boy. So he got me up there. Now he the um, director over at, of the senior bowl. Okay. The recent senior bowl now. But really good dude, man. Yes, sir. What's what's mindset going into that? Your tryout, dude. You got Alec coming out first round. Like you're surrounded by those guys. What do you think going in? Do you do you think you can play? Man, I'm gonna tell you. So my my um one of my biggest struggles was always having confidence in myself, mm. and it stemmed from just watching guys so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you see guys on TV at these big schools, these big names, and you start to make them bigger than who they are. Sometimes, mm -hmm. not saying they weren't great, but mm -hmm. it's like you start to make yourself smaller in the image of them. Mm -hmm. And now you're diminishing like how good you could be or what you could be or who you are at the point at that time. Sometimes. Is that is that imposter syndrome? Um, is that not good enough? Like, did you have it? I mean, you came with a different story, right? Like first round guy, yeah. came from big school. I mean, yes, all that was true. But at the same time, I always play football just because I'm like, I know it's somebody else out there good. I want yeah. to see how good. Yeah. I want to compare myself. Not really compare myself, but I want yeah. to challenge the other great people, right? Yeah. The other great ones that that you get a mm -hmm. chance to play. Like you grow up playing against. Like he's saying, like he was like, I'm a Georgia legend. Just imagine you go to the league. Now you go if you're playing against Aaron Rodgers and you looking yeah. at them, Different you looking at Cam yeah. and all them. You like, man, them guys are like that. So you're like, yeah, man, I want to play. See where he's I want to, I want to play against them too. And it's like, you know, you got to show me. But <laughs> how, how did you get? How and did it, you get through that? Was it just... And that's real, though. So, like, for me, I twisted it. And not just intentionally. I think that's just how I was. For me, seeing these guys on that stage, I was like, man, I want to play with these motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> excuse my language. I want to be yeah. like, I want to be up there with them. So, I'm yeah. going to keep striving for that. So, I used to work... You guys, guys from college, I used to work like I wasn't started at the time, which was crazy. But I always had in my mind, like, I want to be the best D2 linebacker. Mm. Well, the best in our conference, GSC. And I want to be the best D2 linebacker. I was like, after that, I want to be the best D1AA. Then I got to beat all these guys on mm -hmm. FBS level. Like, I got to, so many different levels of balls. So I'm like, it ain't enough. I got to keep working. Where where does that come from for you? Is that a family thing? Like, can, <coughs> you, can you see where that was instilled in you? Because that's that's not a thing, right? Like, not everybody has, I would call that grit. No. Or that, the grit to say, I'm good enough, or I'm going to work hard enough to be there. And most people aren't going to do it. No, that's that's sports, that's life, that's work, that's, that's career. It's almost anything. I think so. Uh, man, I think it's because I'm I like 
I think God was blessed with like a little bit of kind of like um, humility with a lot of things I did sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then being able to not be so self-absorbed to the point where I didn't think I had to be better. Mm -hmm. So for me, I remember, and I, I battle with this a lot because I try to teach a lot of young guys this, is like, you think, not, not saying I'm against it, but self, like, what's the word for it? Like, how you feel about yourself, what you think of yourself, yeah, your confidence kind of matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in that same breath, whatever you think of yourself, you got to be able to be able to prove that and mm -hmm. work to prove that. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can't just say I'm the best player and not put because I think I'm the best player, but I'm not actually going out there and being the best mm -hmm. player. Now you're starting to, now you're starting to, I think you're starting to create this, like, fault and, like, rifting your brain and how things are playing on your life and you're trying to figure out why things ain't going away. So, for me, it was like, when I wasn't getting the accolades, of course, you want them, but in my mind, I was like, if I didn't get the accolade, that means I'm not as good as I think I am. Mm. So I need to work some more. It's not apparent for the guys mm. on the outside. Because yeah. I always, always tell you guys, could like, take, it's got to be. You could take that as feedback. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's got to be apparent. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I understand there's some, some like, negative situations where, like, a guy just don't like you or they just hating on you. But, like, certain things are undeniable. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's how I wanted to be looked at in certain areas. So if I, I felt like if it, was, if it wasn't undeniable, that means I need to do more work. So does that does that translate not to fast forward, Alec? But so I mean, you touched on it. You you played for fourteen teams across eight years. Yep. <laughs> that's insane. Got it. That's that's insane. <laughs> Talking about packing light everywhere I go. Backpack. <laughs> yeah, backpack. Backpack. I got, I got a backpack. <laughs> so I want to dig in just real quick to the mindset piece, and then we can kind of get back into how does like mechanically how do you do that? How do you manage a life outside of football when you're moving that much? Mm -hmm. But if someone told me, and I'm just putting myself in your shoes, if someone told me you aren't good enough 14 times, right? Like yeah. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like See, I, a, a, it's hard. It's it's hard to have yeah. somebody saying that, or you know, a, a cut to me like that. It still hurts. Yeah. To not not to cut you off, Thank but you, to just kind of share some light on a little bit. It's not solely that somebody says that. You're not good enough. Yeah. It's situation. some some situations is like, you know, they be like, man, we need numbers in this this room over here, yeah. in the DB room. So we gotta let a D lineman go. We gotta let a, a offensive guard yeah, go exactly. or a linebacker go because we light over here in this area and these yeah. guys are here. We got three, four guys out, you know. So it's kind of hard to it, I, I think every situation, I mean, sometimes, yes, it does happen where you have athletes that you say they're not good enough, but at the same time, so every situation they give you the book of yeah. of excuses as to why they cut you, mm -hmm. you know. I I find it hard to believe if you make it that far for him, any especially guys like him, like you're a grinder, you know, they to play that long for mm -hmm. that many teams and, and not and still have that drive to go, you know, that's commendable for sure. It's but, incredible. Yeah. So I learned the journey, I kinda like learned from like a lot of coaches, like mainly mm -hmm. my college coach, how to like put in the words kind of like how I was living at the time. So for me, I was always like, how they would put it was taking the control out of somebody else's hand. Mm -hmm. They always said, control what you can control. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about it like that, but I had been living like that. So mm -hmm. for me, it was, I can't control if I'm good enough or like my rookie year, I get cut from Seattle, but going into the situation, you could say, oh, you know you want to make the team. You're a rookie. They just drafted mm -hmm. two guys the year before. Mm -hmm. You got two perennial, perennial all-stars and Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright, they're already there. And then two other guys they drafted before that behind them. So the odds you making the team are slim none anyway. So it's all right. You just had the odds stacked against you. But for me, I went back into it. I need to work a little bit harder. Hmm. I need to be better. I got a gauge of where I need to be at. So mm -hmm. I need to get there. Mm -hmm. did, you so, have, did you have a mentor along the way who was pushing that into your head? Like who was like, 
hey, you have it, but you got to put some more work in. Or was that just all internal? Man, I think it was mostly internal. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember like, it's, the stories are so crazy, man. I remember like vividly, like really wanting a mentor, mm-hmm. like yeah. badly. Because for me, again, I'm like the first to be in the football, the first like to go to college. In your family? Yeah, the first mm-hmm. to like wow. blaze his path, trying to figure out the NFL. I was like one of the first guys from my mm-hmm. school to actually make it through. Mm-hmm. The next year, a couple guys get drafted, but like I'm the first to like at West, out of West Georgia. Out of West Georgia. So I'm like doing all these things as a first. And so I wanted you, you I wanted the mentor. The yeah. So I didn't know what path to go, but I was like, I'm just keep I'm working. Just grinding. I'm just keep grinding. Just <laughs> just just see what the hell it takes me. Let crazy. go and let God. Yeah, exactly. As they say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Did, so how how does that translate to just day-to-day life, right? Like without the stability of I'm gonna be on this team next year. Were you married at the time? Like early in your career, married, kids? No. no so I was single when I had my uh, my first daughter. Uh, her mom was pregnant with her. My going into my rookie year, so they gave me a little drive to actually kind of like make some and strive for some. I was actually fighting for some more to myself at this point. Yeah, but you had to buy diapers. What exactly? So I was single <laughs> at the time, and I remember, man, I'm telling y'all, bro. So before I got into the league, I'm still like not sure about this. Football is my plan yeah. B. Yeah. So I'm in college. I get my degree, but I'm in an interview. With uh, Northwest Mutual. I work for Northwest Mutual in I'm college. I'm going to interview. They, they offered me the job. Uh, I'm going to be selling insurance. Uh, so you selling insurance. But I'm sorry. in a big-ass baggy yeah. suit. I ain't got no professionals to me. <laughs> yeah. Downtown in yeah. a big old building they got. I do the interview. I do really want the interview. And I remember just sounding like, oh, real life is, is it. coming. Yeah. I being a cube. This is it. It's coming. I got to grow up. <laughs> but I'm walking down. I get a call on the elevator from one of the teams. Like, hey, why don't you come do this workout? Ooh, Book I'm going. I'm it's going. Weird. I'm talking about hollering in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. hey. Hollering. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the league. Hey. I'm going to go to the league, mama. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the league. Yeah. All I needed Man, is that one call. All I needed was one call. That boy. one call. That's a, that's, and that's the thing, too, is like, everybody, you talk about opportunities. It's mm-hmm. like, you was about to go do something else, like instantly right there. And then all of a sudden the phone ring. They call it like, we want you to come to you. Like, yes, that's that's exactly mm-hmm. that's what you've been wanting. That's what you've been wanting. What you've been praying for, all that, right? Yeah. And so... As we, as we kind of talked about it, like how how did you how did you navigate? You know, I guess in terms of like taking care of your business, like you started. Did you start like investing in stuff early on in your career? Did you did you wait? Like, what was kind of like some of the things that you got into so, to begin with? Again, so for me, um, it's still levels to it. So for me, I was a practice squad guy mm-hmm. on up and down okay. for my first two years. How, how much yeah. money do practice squad guys make? Ish. So at the time, I was at. 66 a week? 66. The, before taxes. 6,600 a week. Uh. After tax. Before taxes. Now taxes okay. like 38, I think. Somewhere around there. Right Don't. But I remember like, this is like my first real money ever in life. Yeah. So I'm getting that money. the same yeah. amount of reps But then, we doing. Oh God, it's terrible. It's plus the worst. Plus more. It's, man, I'm t- and they're beating on you. Oh, it's a Plus terrible, more. Bro, it's a terrible, bro. So, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm making bank. Yeah. <laughs> I mess around to an active guy's check. I say, oh, hell no. Nah. Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't no way in hell. Yeah. This is when I start realizing the power of multiples. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking 6,600. I'm up. Are you up? I see that game check. I say, oh, my God. Hey, I'm, I'm fishing, a little different. I'm fishing in the wrong bucket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fishing the wrong way. Yeah, a little different. Man, what? <laughs> so, like, so going through that, so having like Wait, a, wait, wait. You're, you're netting 150 grand a year? Rough and tough? Yeah. yeah. Not, first job out of college. I didn't make 150 grand a year no. out of college. But it's all perspective. 
Well, I think, I, no, I get I it. But, it was but, good. It was yeah. good. But then you see guys like you Alec guys rolling making, in. Making, they, they rookie country, what it was, like 455 at the time? About 500? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, yeah. so they, they chased like 23,000 a week. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, it's definitely levels to it for sure. So, I mean, yeah. And you start seeing guys with big contracts and you watching them get paid like a million dollars a week. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. After taxes. I'm doing the same. I'm doing the same I'm doing, thing. Like, and I'm doing more. What? I'm doing I'm more. They got to they gotta come. They got to come in on like Saturdays too because they don't even travel. They don't even, even get to travel. You got to work out before you while everybody out, gone. Yeah, everybody right. going. You got to come Practice in. And, was, and then here's, a, here's a, a little insider that a lot of people don't know. So you'll go to training camp mm-hmm. and... Hope it make practice squad, but if you get injured, you're home. No. Oh. <laughs> if you get a significant injury injury, you get uh IR. IR is like you get uh, uh half your pay. You get half your pay. Everybody. Which is which is way more than practice squad. Yeah. I remember watching guys, I knew wasn't gonna make the team, get injured, get put on IR, and I get put on practice squad, and he making more than me all year. I'm talking about <laughs> the thief of the thief of joy in comparison. comparison. Oh my lord! Amen like, to that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, in the work, doing nothing. grinding, he he grinding. Knee extensions. <laughs> He's in the training Knee room. Knee extensions, training room, like, making oh making God. bank right making now. Making bank. But that's Look, a, that's yeah motivation. It is that is motivation. That's, that's, that's kind of mean. It's a good business, but it's an amazing business how they run it. Wait, would you tell it. me about? Would you tell me last? Uh, it you told me about life ain't fair. What one, one of your coaches told you? Oh my uh, trainer, he said, "No, we won't treat everybody equally." No, he said, "We we treat Wait. everybody fairly." We no, don't, we ain't no, gonna, we gonna treat, treat everybody, everybody equally. equally, but we'll treat you fairly. Yeah, we'll treat you fair. <laughs> we ain't gonna treat everybody equal, but Man, we gonna listen. treat you fair. You know what I mean? It's, so, that's the hierarchy of life. Yeah. And it doesn't change, right? It, it, it really doesn't. I mean, yeah. you think about corporate America, I came through a, a different hierarchy, but yeah. I worked a lot harder than a lot of dudes who were making a lot more money than I was. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that mindset piece. So, wait, wait, just back to the nitty-gritty. So, you're making 150 grand a year net. Pretty yeah. good. But first money you've ever seen. So, like, take me back to, like, the kitchen table with your parents and your brothers and sisters. How is money perceived? What, what what level of education did you have on what to do with it? Man, none at all, man. My, again, I was kind of like trailblazing in a sense as far as like making money over mm-hmm. the poverty line, like mm-hmm. making over fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my parents kind of really had a conversation. My mom, like, she's one of those people, like, I'm just let God handle it. I ain't gonna think about it, and we would just get through it. She, that, yeah. was, that was how she dealt with her finances. We yeah. Have financial issues coming, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. And there was no strategy to it or anything so and were the resources for you as a practice squad guy in the league i mean once you start getting a paycheck who's talking to you about hey what are you doing with this anybody in the locker room i got blessed so i think a part of it was um i got around some good people um my advisor them they were really good people like really didn't want to take advantage of me i think because of just knowing the situation i was in and how um for lack of better terms how low on the total point i was as yeah. far as like careers in the league at the time. So mm-hmm. they understood like I wasn't in a position to do like no crazy like investment stuff mm-hmm. or private clothing line Alex. Yeah. You should have you got them. I didn't do that in my, all my this, rookie All these either. other like I mean, crazy things and for me it was just like <laughs> you just got to build some money now. Like, yeah. Because yeah. you got to So you had you had a financial advisor though who had his arm around you saying Yeah. Exactly. Hey, they were really put good 20% yeah. away. Don't be yeah. stupid here. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I kind of had a tomorrow. good gauge of it too. I mean I I had those fear. My biggest fear was being one of the guys they say, because all you hear every every freaking rookie meeting, you're gonna go broke. 
Ja. Hou jij nou veel op de go broke, two or three years after you see you. Ja. Don't go broke, don't go broke. Now I'm paranoid, like, don't go broke, TA, don't go broke, don't become a statistic. Don't, so what'd you don't. do? What was, in your mind, what were the things that, that got, or kept you from going broke? I did a lot of things uh, below the means. Like, mm. a lot of got things that guys, like, would feel like I should be doing outside of football, but like, oh yeah, NFL, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you should have this type of car. I was like, nah, I'm, can't do that right now. That ain't, that ain't my tax break. What, what cars do you have in Seattle? So I, I had no car in Seattle. That a boy. At, at, at the time, I didn't have a car. I didn't need one. It was rookie year. Dude, I can, we stayed at the hotel and got busted. He'll take the Ford He'll take the Ford Explorer. I'll See? drive this freaker. <laughs> I will too. No, you won't. Well, just take take the Ford Explorer out. I'll drive my own car and just however much you pay for that, add it to the salary. To the salary. salary. All right. <laughs> yeah, car now, let's, let's do that. Don't, don't give me that Ford Explorer. So y'all negotiating right now still. <laughs> yes. We definitely still negotiating. Still negotiating the terms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Y'all it's a live negotiation. Hey, right he asked me, he said, he said, how much you want to make? I said, usually, I mean, was making 10, 10, ah! 10 million dollars, right? He All said, right. He said, well, we'll pay that. Can <laughs> <laughs> you pay that? <laughs> listen, it's hard to make, t- man, listen, it's hard to make a million dollars in regular life. Not regular, but you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Not, no. If you're not in entertainment. For sure. It, yeah. Yeah. Not the the one percent, right? Do you guys know what what one percent income level is in the United States? What, like one hundred and fifty grand? Yeah, the, yeah. You guys are look. Even as a practice squad guy, you don't understand. Look, eight percent of the U.S. population is accredited. Yeah. That mm-hmm. means they make more than two or three hundred grand a year if you're mm-hmm. a single or dual filer. Eight mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. So that means there's three hundred million people in the U.S. Rough and tough. So twenty four million people, rough and tough, make over two or three hundred grand. As you start to climb that ladder. This dwindles. Ooh, it's insane. Yeah. It dwindles. The top quarter of 1% is stupid money. And then everybody else, it's like football, right? You got three or four guys in the locker room that are killing it. Yeah. Killing it, right? Yeah. The million-dollar game check guy. And everybody, and everybody, and everybody else, else is like, minimum. Alex says, you got a lot of thousandaires. Yeah. And you got a few millionaires. Yeah. yeah a few. And in the, <laughs> in, in, the, in the pantheon of normal life, it's the same mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Dude, dude, the average salary in the United States is less than $60,000. That's average income as a human being in the U.S., for it to be so much money here. Right? But, yeah. I mean, a lot of people take different different roads, different avenues. It's kind of... It's, 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 man, so, bro, even like knowing all that, man, I was like, again, this is that, that fear, that mm. fear of like... Loss. Loss and becoming that statistic. Mm-hmm. But also, I kind of like saw it play through. I remember With my, guys. Yeah, with guys. So like watching the guys in those situations, like, how they must have been spending like crazy... <laughs> I remember a guy, my rookie year, he was drafted, played that rookie year. I didn't play the whole my whole rookie year. I was practice squad my entire rookie year. And three years later, he was hitting up guys asking for bread. Mm-hmm. And this time, I'm going into my third year, finally getting active, but I'm still, I hadn't made that much money at this time. Yeah. But I'm thinking right here, like, I know for a fact you made more money than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, what happened in a sense? And now, guys kind of just living above their means, living with those guys that's, the one percenters of them. Yeah. So like they spend a keeping up with the ten thousand or a thousand dollars on a night. That's a dip in the bucket for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dropping yeah. the bucket versus a guy that's literally making league minimum but still spending ten thousand dollars at a time. Yeah. That's a big chunk of your salary that year. Yeah. I don't think guys realize that because they were getting paid every other week. So I think so our plans is next week. So so answer this. Do you I've I've watched some people talk and you know, you hear former athletes and some current, they'd be like, you don't have time to, 
they almost feel like they don't have time to kind of invest into like their finance and learn a lot more and like kind of be present. So a lot of times, you know, we'll push it off to somebody, somebody to our, somebody else to basically take care of it or whatever cousin, whoever it may be. I'm just really want to know, like, do you think there's enough time being a professional athlete, doing everything that we got to do, and also being able to take care of like your finances and stuff, like being yeah, present, doing I'm something. I'm really, bro. I'm really big on being great. Yeah. So I think hell yeah. Like I look back on it like hell yeah. Yeah. But guys, right? like again, athletes are just like regular people. We we still got the same flaws everybody else has. Yeah, like yeah. we can be lazy at times. Yeah, yeah. We make a lot of money, so it's easy to hide behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And make it look like we're just like yeah. got it all figured out. No, we just got a high salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't mean we financially. Smart. Smart. Like not that. making good decisions with our money. Yeah. We're not responsible sometimes. So I realized that, and I was just telling him about this, I wish I was like, and great, I'm still trying to play, but had I known what I know now with like uh, the properties I've acquired and like different business ventures I did, like I swear I wish I was doing this while I was playing because it's been mm-hmm. so much nicer that I've been putting mm-hmm. this money aside in businesses versus going out or doing yeah. my next trip type stuff. But yeah. Again, I can say I didn't have the time, but I promise you I had the time. You had the time, right? I had the time for sure. Like you still, and the crazy part is like, the older you get, oh yeah, you most definitely do. And the, the older you get, you kind of see, you be like, man, when you go, you know, get a loan from a bank or something like that, like, it's much harder probably now when you're not in the league, yeah. you know, because you don't have that income coming in, right? Fact. So when you in the league and they give you that, man, them banks are lit, yes, because they know that money's coming in. They can see that. It, yeah. They're much more likely to to lend to yeah, you. You're better credit risk. Get, yeah, you know what I mean? Because this is guaranteed, right? This, you sign this, they're going to pay you this amount guaranteed no matter what. So you kind of leveraging, you got opportunity to leverage your deals, but obviously you want to do it in a smart way. But that's why I was saying, like, there's plenty of time for us to go out there, go to these, some of these meetings, go to some of these, like, little summits and stuff. Not even necessarily to be like, I'm the smartest guy. Like, oh, I make all this money. I know what to do. They're like, yeah. nah, man, I'm coming here to learn. I come here to learn something, be able to, you know, hopefully it inspired me to, do, okay, I was thinking about doing this in real estate or something like this, uh, but I went over here and heard them t- speak about this. Now it triggered my mind to, oh, okay, I saw this coming. I can do go do this. You yeah. know what I mean? I think, I think that's a real skill, though, too, though. So mm-hmm. actually being, like, financially responsible is, a real skill that people think you just automatically have because you make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's not the truth. And it's learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The, the so, thing that nobody understands, like you, you guys talk about it, is you make all your money from 20 to 30. Yeah. Are you young as a crap, man? And, right. You have no <laughs> idea what you're doing. No yeah. one knows. Everybody Most, coming at you. Everybody else is saying, hey, give me money. We make the, the normal people, right? The, the biggest income earning years are 40 to 60, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So that's when you got a little bit of maturity and experience and you can see what's happening in the world and be like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. And, and the exact opposite for professional athletes, right? It's why, it's why we want to do the podcast was to be able to say to people, hey, learn from the guys who've gone through it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. let, let's, let's help build a community around the idea of, hey, during the league, when you are making your money, what can you do to create the stuff beyond the game, right? Yeah. Like generationally, how do you take care of yourself? Because it's hard to shut it down at 30, 31. How old do you take, ITA? 32. You're 32 and... and no, I lied. I'm 31. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're about, about to get him. They're about to get him. At 25, man. <laughs> going to get that check. Going, going. At 25, right? Go ahead get that check, man. Yeah, yeah, 31. Man. It's just another 31. year. Dang, it was 31. 31. And now... <laughs> I think I told somebody I was 32. <laughs> 
Well, you just told I'm me. You just told us you were 32. I know, but I think I told somebody I left away from the conversation, so now they think I'm 32 <laughs> in this world. I'm already 31. Close. I don't like You're materially that. correct. Close but but you you now have to figure out, let's assume you don't go back. You yeah. got to figure out, all right, I made this amount of money. How do I make that last until whenever? Yeah. You know, or I got to agree to job supplement along the way. And that's so hard. Yeah. I mean, without the experiences of life teaching you along the way. So when you like, you know, kind of go back to some of the stuff that you, you know, ventured into. So you started a foundation, you started, you got into real estate, I'm assuming, right? Mm -hmm. And can you kind of talk about like how you got started with the foundation, then kind of some of the things that, what, what started, what made you want to go to, you know, do some real estate ventures or whatever, right? Like, how did you get in, how did you get involved with that? So the foundation, Tyra Adams uh, Foundation. Y'all can donate to it. Yep, come on, go ahead. We need all the love. The babies <laughs> you know, need love. Hey, they love the love. It's for but, a bigger um, cause. <laughs> started it uh, 2000, we started doing work in 2015. Mm -hmm. Officially formatted, form, formatted the uh formed the uh, foundation in yeah. 2018. Yeah. Basically, uh, we just try to meet people where they are, um, mm -hmm. try to show love to the community where I grew up in. Uh, my biggest thing is like giving back again, mm -hmm. tying back into that piece where I really wanted a mentor and really mm -hmm. wanted some... Um, what are some of the things that you do like with the foundation? Like, What do y'all do? So we um, every year we do our Thanksgiving uh, drive, Christmas okay. drive, uh, do a little male mentor youth. Okay. Uh, I'll take a group of guys from my old high school, from my college to okay. like... Um, some youth conferences I go to. Okay. Um, I'm really, I really got cool with some, some powerful um, motivational speakers. So okay. they always kind of help us out and I go take those guys and they like get to meet these guys and mm -hmm. hear some powerful words and see mm -hmm. different, um, different celebs as, as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, like I said, I do that. We do, um, this past year we did our first time, we did a, um, a college care package for some seniors from my high school. Okay. Where we send them off with like, Things they would need for their dorm room. Because I remember going through their process of yeah. the first time college, college, being on your own, college knows. not yeah. knowing what I needed. So um, it was dope to kind of do that with them. Uh, I do my golf tournament, our charity golf tournament every year. It's kind of just to raise funds, raise funds, and kind of keep keep this this dream alive that we got. I'll be cheating in this golf tournament too. No, it's that you think I played in it two no, years in a row, man. It's it's some, the problem is like, long as the high score was like a. It was like a shock. It was like man, 30, they be, 30 under or something. That's stupid. crazy know, how they be know, on know, them cars, man. The one year, the first year that you yeah. came, mm -hmm. it was a high school team that won. And they, they were, were legit, though. They were legit, though. They were legit. They were fight. It was a scramble. They were fighting to play each other's ball. <laughs> like they, they were mad if they didn't play the ball because everybody thought they had the best ball. Yeah, yeah. And then the next year, we had a team with one pro on it. You had a pro on the team, like a professional golfer. Yeah, that's not so, fair. And but uh, uh, but but also to keep things per perspective, Alec thinks he's better than he really is. Yeah. <laughs> Alec Alec can hit like three good shots, three good holes, and he swear he just figured it out. Yeah, and he had just go. That's how golf works. Over fifteen on next three holes. Next That's how holes. golf works. <laughs> so was Alec missing the humility that you had when you were like, "Wow, these guys are really good." Yeah, at he things. thinks he think Alec thinks because he's great in football, he should be great in everything else. Yeah, it's a mindset. Yes, it's a mindset. Alec, tell him who won in ping pong. Yeah. He doesn't want to admit it. No. You won. 
I did. He did. Nah, Chris did. He did win. Thank he won you. twice. I appreciate it. <laughs> we ain't done playing. It ain't like it was just you played me twice. Oh, he's gonna keep playing. Though. I'm gonna keep playing. Oh, he's gonna keep playing. You know what I mean? Trust me. <laughs> the that's how listen, it's time going across the board. Once we, once we fix his serve, how he's, he's bad. He gonna keep technically playing. he really kind of forfeited the first game because I mean, he wasn't even serving the ball right. All right. Just All right, a lot of things you want. We're gonna be here for four hours for sure. But foundation, you're doing great work across. Across the world with the youth of your community. Yeah. Yep. Now talk about like your your real estate kind of stuff. How did first, you wait? It? What's first investment outside yeah. of let's let's take the stock market away from it because okay. your financial advisor is probably saying to you, "Hey, I want you to take twenty percent of your check, yeah, put in these funds, right?" So my real my first real major investment was real estate. I kind of just heard about like the stability of it and how to get into it. I got lucky to get involved with a guy that was kind of already doing it a little bit, taught me a little bit, and then. My biggest thing for me was personally, I don't like the thought of like having somebody completely oversee what happens with my money and I have no idea what's going on. Mm. So I wanted to learn the real estate a little bit just from like a broad <clears throat> perspective. Like, sure. How do you make money then? What does it look like? Like refinancing and buying his home and renting it out. Like I want to see that whole process. I don't want to be on each every part, but I do want to see how this works. Sure. So um, a guy walked me through that and then I believed in the process and I did it and it turned out to work like really, really well for me. So what, what did you, you do? Rental? You yeah, did. so I bought a, my first residential home down in Columbus, Georgia. Okay, you bought a residential. And then it wound up doing really well and then we kind of got some more homes and then we bought a commercial building. Okay. I'm trying to like learn that process. Of yeah. Just building out those plans and renting stuff out and all that. You know what I mean? Kind of building a residential yeah, income yeah. up, but Mechanically, who was, who was managing? Like, was the guy you're working with a broker? Who was feeding you deals? Man, I got... I just got lucky, man. A guy I went to college with, he was um kind of in it already. Okay. We had built a good relationship. He's my he's my roommate. He wound up trying to find a way. He was already interested in it, just didn't have the funds to do it. But we were kind of really close and the relationship was genuine. So we would kind of like bounce things okay. off each other. He wanted to help me. I wanted to help him. You can trust him. Exactly. Do you do you find that uh having those relationships are important to to like kind of nurture and you know, keep it going. Like you said, build that trust with them. Because a lot of, to me, a lot of the issues that we fall into is just finding that who to trust. Yeah. You know, who to trust to, mm-hmm. you know, help you make the right decision. Who has your best interest at heart? You know, because it's your money at the end of the day. You got to be able to have the final say so about it. Whether you're gonna do it or not, everybody can feed you whatever, whatever. But like at the end of the day, the relationship that you built with that person, you know, I feel like that kind of helps somebody, helps people go over there. They're like, yeah, I'll do it. I want to work with them because mm-hmm. we build that relationship. And I think it's two parts to it. So like you mm-hmm. said, like being able to have that trust in them and also like the having trust that they're going, they're like, they're genuine mm-hmm. and also having trust that they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, again, you know, going into the process, you're just getting thrown guys at you. You literally meeting people you've never known before and you're expecting <laughs> them oversee like, hundreds and thousands of dollars of mine, millions of dollars of mine. It's like, mm-hmm. Who are you? I I guess y'all say he's supposed to be doing this, whatever. But (laughs) that's a cool. But for me, it's like I wasn't comfortable with it. Yeah. Did Did you form a partnership, like a formal partnership, with your college roommate? Did you guys have like a structure (laughs) that you worked out before, where you know an operating? Oh no. So so he already. um, Again, we got was in a good situation. He um, had a. He was kind of like doing some off some brokering of some deals, and he had off market deal that he wanted me to get into, but he was like. I know this would be our first deal, so I want you to see what I'm doing at my, what I'm already doing. Okay. Before we do it, so you can, yeah, you can trust vet what it. I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. You can vet it out. So 
I watched how he was doing his crib, and then I was like, all right, it looks looks pretty streamlined and straightforward. So while I'm doing it with mine, and you repeated the process, and you kind of like built that trust up where I could keep working with him on some um, future projects that we're doing. We still still work together to this day. So do you still have those single family homes? Yep. How many you got? Four. In mm-hmm. Columbus, still yep. in the Columbus area. Yeah. Hey. So and I'll then, rent it out. I'll rent it out. Occupy. Well, five. one of them is. How long you had them for now? What? Was it three years? Okay. Four years? Yeah. Yeah. And then how'd you get in the commercial building? Uh, so that's the one we are in partnership on. He okay. already had the building. They had the funds to kind of like renovate it because it would cost a lot. Yeah. And he, uh, I wound up coming on a deal and he gave me half equity in it. And we started building up. We got two of the units rented out. Still working on the other three units. and Just kind of growing from there. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. But. Again, this is relationships, man. Me and him, we, we were roommates together. We were cool in college. We were really cool. But, of course, he met hella, hella friends there. I met hella friends there. But mm-hmm. we just kind of um, had the same work ethic when it came to things. Kind of yeah. had the same, like, morale and ethics around everything, how we moved and everything. So those things aligned. So it was easier to kind of move in business with. I think that's a key part. It's like having the same alignment as far as, like, morals and ethics mm-hmm. about how you do things. I like people say how they move, but. For sure. Once I see how you're moving, then I can trust that. You can more. trust it. And yeah. you're just telling me that. Because I know a lot of good sales and other guys. And me, I'm I'm one of the worst people ever. I'm really gonna believe whatever the hell you say. <laughs> if you tell trust me, you, I'm like, man, I trust you, bro. Yeah, oh, you God. know what? You good for it. And then I get burnt there. <laughs> yeah, burnt. Well, I get so burnt. now I'm like, man, Give me I gotta hide from myself. For sure. I gotta hide from myself. That's worst, really the thing. Worst deal. Worst deal you've been exposed to that you did. Or or that you heard of and you said, nope, that's stupid. It's not too much information, but no, this is the best time to maybe, share. Maybe um, you can trust that. I remember I? at one point, bro, Almost. a few years ago, I heard about a deal where I don't know if you guys know about it, but guys were selling guys in the league. They were selling those cards, like a piece of like their um, it's kind of contract. Like right? Yeah, they were selling like a piece of their contract. Yeah, their future contract. Yes. What I've heard of that. I heard the exact same about? thing. Bro, so I heard the exact same thing. Guys were like selling like, like, I guess so think of themselves as like an entity. They were giving guys equity in them, which gave them equity in their contracts, their future earnings. Like their future earnings, whatever And they, they did that so that they could have the cash up front? Yeah. And I was like, what? So they would discount it? So they're like, Alex says like, hey, I'm guaranteed a million bucks next year. Give me 500 grand today and you can have the million. I don't know how it was done. I don't know, but I heard that. I heard that too. Though. It was going around. My financial advisor had told me about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell? Ain't no way in hell. They you know, so they selling the selling your equity. Like, yeah, I've, so I've heard that. I've heard that too. That was. Did you like do it? One. Hell no. Oh, oh like right. a, you can tell me that a million times any way you want to. That sounds dumb as hell. <laughs> I don't know like, what the hell. They got I'm like doing a lawsuit or something yeah. about that, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I I never like looked back into it, but I remember hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, I definitely heard about that too. Is there one you lost money on? Um. A deal or something that you put money into that didn't go well? Mine, I did. I tried to do this uh, clothing line thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he this said. Got no swag. Somebody <laughs> tried to do a clothing line. Hey, watch yourself now. You should look in the mirror and be like. <laughs> <laughs> watch your mouth now. I watch like your mouth. I, I like what I like. I yeah. everybody like that. <laughs> <laughs> man, come I on, man. Listen, you get listen when you get a lead, <laughs> you start believing things about yourself. You know damn no, well. Man, no, it Alex wasn't going to start it. It was. It was. He got pitched. It was already going. Like the dude, like I had, I had got the team like 
when I was at the Rams, I had got everybody's suit to do that. I made suits for everybody, right? Yeah. It like, was a gift to everybody, right? So we kept talking. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, shoot, he produced it. Like, it was a good, it was a good yeah. suit. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a picture after the show. <laughs> but dude said, <laughs> I get traded to New York. And uh he kind of we kind of kept talking, like, and came to the house, like, we just building that relationship, right? And so I'm thinking everything cool. Then all of a sudden, he was like, Okay, can you can you give me what I said, it was like Two hundred fifty dollars to go in on this deal. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Not two hundred fifty dollars. No, two hundred fifty grand. Two hundred fifty grand to go to to do this clothing line. Like basically, have your own kind of like suit line in a sense. You? Yeah, yeah. The Ogletree. The Ogletree. Yeah, you would have bought an Ogletree suit. Like literally, I I still got that art and stuff. Let me see that. I got a CD, man. I don't got it. I still got a CD. I'm gonna show it to you. I'm gonna show it to you. But long story short, basically, what you were thinking when he said it? You're like, you know what? I can't see you wearing <laughs> it's the hey. Ogletree. It didn't even say nothing. It was Dude, that be men's smooth. warehouse, you're going to love be the way you look. The it's going to be straight. Hey, hey, Shaq started somewhere, you know. <laughs> hey, you ain't think people going to be wearing Shaq. They wear them Shaqs. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, which one you're right. You hear me? So I was like, I'm like, okay. I thought about it. You know, I and my problem was I didn't go vet it out, right, with, with a lot of people. With anyone. You know, we basically all, I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna make X amount of dollars this year. I can spend that real. Ta asked him what his wife thought though. Oh, I know she. Oh, she wasn't going for it. I know she wasn't going for no, it. No, you already know. You you know how she is, but you know I love you, honey. But <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't going for it, right? The, so the anyway, wife, wife is like the voice of reason. You is, don't want to hear though. Yes, it is. They the voice of reason. You still gonna you go better listen. No, I don't know what she's talking listen about. Sometimes. <laughs> Not listening. Better listen sometimes. So end up, I'm like, fuck yeah, okay, boom, I do it. Yeah. Then the money, bro. I swear, it wasn't two weeks later. They sent out a memo in the in the league, basically being like, "Oh, boy, was a scam." Oh con, my all this, god! Like, all of this stuff like this, and I got me lost it all. Gone, two fifty gone. Then he texted me. He did text me like maybe like almost like a year later. Like I hope I can still call you, bro. <laughs> I just got a little got a little hair, man. Can you get my money back? Man, he got a skill set because he came back. Yeah, I would. Dude, if I I his name, skill like, set. Say don't change the name like nine times. <laughs> <laughs> that boy working. The Ogletree, yeah. T.A. We missed out on that. Did he have a five suit on when he pulled up on you? Yeah, man. He was dressed with a T. Hey, man, we, we done went to the ESPYs and all this, man. We That's on the red carpet. T.A., you, you just hit on it, though. Like, you had a guy you trusted, you knew for a long time, meant, right? You you already had that trust. Alec, this is a dude making suits. He's like, hey, let's get into business. That's the thing. We, we see it all the time on the real estate side, right? It's this is a people business. Mm -hmm. Investing is a people business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you got to trust the people because ultimately you you write a check to someone. Yeah. Unless you're doing it yourself, you're trusting that they're going to be successful. Yeah. And that's I, true. What we talk about all the time is team and track record, yeah. right? Find the team, yeah. good people who who have done what they're pitching you, yeah. right? Like your buddy. Yeah. He brought you to the house and said, this is what I do. Yeah. Like, do this. Yeah. And he, he showed you, like, I've already yeah. done it. And too many times people get caught up in the sexy part Right, we do self storage. It's boring. It's a metal box on a cement pad. It's boring. There's nothing sexy about it. Yeah, it's not a clothing line, but pays good. Yeah, it pays good. <laughs> hey, it pays good. Man, listen. You see why I'm if asking it, for more? I know it pays pay good. If it pays good, <laughs> I'm a play. I want some. I want some of that. <laughs> did you play. did you shift? Did mindset shift happen for you? I mean, because you were fighting for contracts every year, right? Yeah. This wasn't like you walked in. Hey, I got a five year contract. I'm gonna get guaranteed twenty million bucks. You were making good money, but Next year you started zero, right? Yeah. 
how, how did that influence what you were doing? I mean, in your mind's eye, was it always, I got to make enough to create an income stream for me when I'm done? Yeah. So, um, again, I was just being realistic about it. Even if I had did, if I had made like a big contract, a 10 plus million dollar contract, I still understood that wasn't enough for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of people don't understand. They think, we made it all you good for a long time. Mm-hmm. No, you ain't. You're not. Life is expensive on yeah. a day, especially once you have kids. And then you start to project like what you want to do for them and then trying to put in place for like things you want to do. Mm-hmm. That stuff gets expensive. It adds up. So like I realized like even if I did play football for granted 15 years and made 10 to 20, 30 million dollars, I know for a fact I was still going to keep working mm-hmm. and make more money because that wasn't going to be enough mm-hmm. to carry over for the rest of my life and my kids' life. Mm-hmm. So it was about more than me. And then I realized also is I'm really big on studying like CEOs and all these guys is making real big money. They don't never stop working. <laughs> they mm-hmm. still investing. They got a job that pays really well and they're still investing. Let their money work for them. Yeah. That's the real so thing. what makes me think <laughs> at <laughs> two, three million dollars that I can chill. Yeah. Yeah. Like I ain't got to keep working. So for sure, for sure. I think that's what kind of just kept me kind of like wanting to build more and create something that carried on past this football thing. Again, the football thing was going to be my setup for what's the what's to come. Well, we won't hold you any longer, man. But before you go, we did want to give you something. Oh, for the first being our first guest. I'm oh yeah. Show. Oh yeah. Know. Is this like supposed to be like this for you, man? This. All right, all right. That's for you. Just Take show the camera home. though. Can, Otherwise, other people just see the frame. No, nah, they don't need to see it, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, man. I got a question though. Yeah. Just like hypothetically. Talk to me. In this picture, who would you be? If it was me and you. Who would I be? Yeah. I'm the dude in the first row with the glasses. See him? That's me. All right. I'm I'm the guy sitting on the sidelines. Yep. Yep. That looks like me. (laughs) Which one would you be? MJ Magic? Yeah. It's me and you now. Me and you? Yeah. I don't even know what year this is. It don't even matter. You definitely Magic. It's early in Jordan's career. Magic still look like he's still complete. He's still... He's still pretty Oh, he's right got the there. knee braces look on. That That's how I'm seeing. I'm look looking at, at it. Look at that arm by Jordan. That's a goofy man. I'm with him. Why? Because <laughs> we both goofy. Mo, you don't holler. Because Tom got. <laughs> Looking like a baby rap talk. Hey, dude. Dude, he still got that tongue out of Man, I appreciate it, man. It's love, dog. Man, I appreciate you, man, for coming through, man. I appreciate you, gangster. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I enjoyed it. No appreciate you coming man. in. Man, for sure. What, what's the last question? Let's go out with this. What are you telling, so from a finance yeah. perspective, what are you telling 21-year-old Tyrell? So you're coming out. Two questions. Okay. Yes, that one. All right. That's mine. What are, you, what are you telling 21-year-old to think about from a finance perspective and and how how he should handle his business throughout you know his career, however long that might be? It's never too early to start investing. It's never too early. A lot of people like, even on a small level, and I really believe this, a lot of people think like you got to wait till you get to a certain level of income, you make a certain amount of money. But I feel like if you can invest on a small level, once you get like to like the upper ranks, it's going to be same like, process. easy as hell. Mm-hmm. You're going to easily put up a $500,000 deal or something. It's going to be hard if you ain't never put that much money to actually be like, you know, I'm going to invest $100,000. You're nervous now. Mm-hmm. Granted, you may got more, but like it's still kind of like, uh, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. No, nah, but yeah. you don't put the reps in that. $10,000, you know how to put a $500 away. Yep. It ain't going to be nothing when you get there. I've, I've heard a lot of people say like, 
people pretend that they're going to save when they make money. Mm-hmm. Well, if you ain't saving yeah. money when you're poor, you're not going to save it when you're exactly. rich either. Exactly. The, the other thing I would say with that, Terrell, is time is the greatest investment vehicle there is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Compounding interest and time, mm-hmm. right? Oh, just for don't sure. lose money. For sure. Minimize the amount of taxes you pay, and you just hit singles and doubles for 20 years, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's too much social media, right? Get rich quick. Get How rich are we going to do it? You know, athletes fall into that trap yeah. too, but it, that's the real wealth is not created in a day, right? Yeah. It's a 20, 30 year horizon. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for people to see an investment horizon like that. And uh, that, I, I think, man, we can go all day with this, but I want to add to that point is like a lot of us guys thinking on an investment aspect of one to three year. Mm-hmm. I think when my mind kind of shifted was when guys were telling me, all right, let's start talking five to 10 years, 10 to 20 years. Yeah. Like, that's a long time, but that's when the real gains come. That's when you really start to see yourself really learning how to invest and mm-hmm. uh, value things properly. So mm-hmm. I think that's key to it, kind of twisting that mind. Because 10 years is fast. I didn't think it was that fast until I realized I was 31, not 32. Dude, I'm 43. <laughs> it just keeps going faster. Gone. Just Gone. keeps going. I swear I was just in college. Gone. But so you can make it just real quick, but just kind of your future that you see for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, going forward from where you're What's five-year Terrell look like? Five-year, right man. Five-year. Five-year TA. Man, I got my kids. My son, he'll be seven. My daughter, she'll be 13. I'll be helping her with softball. My son will hone in on some eventually. Mm. Can't really tell what he likes to do. <laughs> right now, it's just rocks and dirt. <laughs> Can't get him into sports. He hit the baseball like three times. But for me, financially, he man, rocks. Um, I really like this big this business development thing. Um, I actually just started. Okay. I actually just closed a deal. Yeah. Um, getting into franchising. Okay. And trying to learn this avenue a little bit. What we'll franchise? Explore it. It's a smoke shop. Mm. It's a smoke shop. It's a friend. They like one of the first like franchise smoke shops. Biagi yeah, opened one too, huh? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Same, same company. Same people? Yep. Okay. Same yeah. people. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, got an idea, vetted the numbers and everything. Everything looked really well. It's an opportunity for me to kind of like learn some experience in like owning and Franchise. leading a team, mm-hmm. uh, developing people and trying to like squeeze the most of I, I can out of a business. But I like that. I'm really a business type of like That's what we need, though. savvy guy. I like it. I like to actually learn this stuff. Again, I don't know most of this stuff. So, Five years, own a couple of those shops, uh, transition into like more real estate, commercial stuff, and then do some mentoring. Mm-hmm. I really want to provide back again, giving back to the the youth and giving them kind of insight on what they can do outside of ball if they don't make it in sports. You mm-hmm. think the only way to have financial success and have all these gains is merely through entertainment. Uh, mm-hmm. So many different avenues, so many different ways you be successful later on in life. So. Five years, kind of just growing those, each each in each in their own way, and just going from there. For sure. Well, again, appreciate you for coming on. Best show. And uh, being a great great guest Listen, for us. Man, it's gonna be the greatest rated episode. Hey I'm man, tell you right now, you Call know, out. put it out there. Put it put it in the air. The goat hey, episode one. The, the goat. Come, That's man. what we call it. The hey, goat. Hey, listen, if you come, you better come to step. You hear me? <laughs> and he said high. it first. Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Game. Please like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. It really helps others find the show. And a special shout out to Open Heart Media who helps with the production. Check them out at openheartmediaco.com.